0: Section 5 of Fairy Prince and Other Stories by Eleanor Hallowell Abbott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Blinded Lady, Part 1 The Blinded Lady lived in a little white cottage by the mill dam. She had twenty-seven cats and a braided rug and a Chinese cabinet all full of peacock feather fans. Our father and mother took us to see them. It smelt furry. Carol wore his blue suit. "'Rosalie wore an almost grown-up dress. "'I wore my new midi blouse. "'We looked nice. "'The blinded lady looked nice, too. "'She sat in a very little chair "'in the middle of a very large room. "'Her skirts were silk and very fat. "'They fluffed all around her like a pen-wiper. "'She had on a white lace cap. "'There were violets in the cap. "'Her eyes didn't look blinded. "'We sat on the edge of our chairs "'and stared at her, and stared.' she didn't mind all the cats came and purred their sides against our legs it felt soft and sort of bubbly the blind lady recited poetry to us she recited gray's elegy in a country churchyard she recited the charge of the light brigade she recited Bingen on the rhine when she got all through reciting poetry she asked us if we knew any we did WE KNEW ONWARD CHRISTIAN SOLDIERS, AND HEY DIDDLE DIDDLE THE CAT AND THE FIDDLE, AND Rosalie KNEW TWO VERSES ABOUT, IT WAS MANY AND MANY A YEAR AGO IN A KINGDOM BY THE SEA, THAT A MAIDEN LIVED, WHOM YOU MAY KNOW, BY THE NAME OF ANNABEL LEE. WE HOPED THE BLINDED LADY WOULD BE PLEASED. SHE WASN'T. THE BLINDED LADY SAID IT WASN'T NEARLY ENOUGH JUST TO KNOW THE FIRST TWO VERSES OF ANYTHING, THAT YOU OUGHT TO KNOW ALL THE VERSES OF EVERYTHING. The blinded lady said that every baby, just as soon as it was born, ought to learn every poem that it possibly could, so that if it ever grew up and was blinded, it would have something to amuse itself with. We promised we would. We asked the blinded lady what made her blinded. She said it was because she made all her father's shirts when she was six years old. We promised we wouldn't. And now, said the blinded lady, I'd like to have the little dumb boy come forward and stand at my knee. "'so I can touch his face.' "'Carol didn't exactly like to be called the little dumb boy, "'but he came forward very politely "'and stood at the blinded lady's knee. "'The blinded lady ran her fingers all up and down his face. "'It tickled his nose. "'He looked puckered. "'It's a pleasant face,' said the blinded lady. "'We like it,' said my father. "'Oh, very much,' said my mother. "'Has he always been dumb?' said the blinded lady. "'Always,' said my mother, but never deaf.' "'Oh, tush!' said the blinded lady. "'Don't be stuffy. "'Afflictions were meant to talk about.' "'But Carol, you see,' said my mother, "'can't talk about his. "'So we don't.' "'Oh, tush!' said the blinded lady. "'She pushed Carol away. "'She thumped her cane on the braided rug. "'There's one here, isn't there?' she said, "'that hasn't got anything to be sensitive about. "'Let the young lassie come forward,' she said, "'so I can touch her face. "'It made Rosalie very pink to have her face explored.' The blinded lady laughed as she explored it. "Ha," she said, "age about 17, gold hair, sky-blue eyes, complexion like peaches and cream. Not much cause here," laughed the blinded lady, "for this young lassie ever to worry when she looks in the glass." "Oh, but she does," I cried. "She worries herself most to death every time she looks. She's afraid her hair will turn gray before dairy comes." "Shh," said everybody. The blinded lady cocked her head she ruffled herself it looked like feathers derry said the blinded lady who's derry a beau my father gruffed his throat oh derry's just a young friend of ours he said he lives in cuba said my mother cuba's an island i said it floats in water they eat bananas they have fights it's very hot there's lots of moonlight derry's father says that when rosalie's married he'll build a hush ruthie said my father "'You've talked quite enough already.' The blinded lady patted her skirts. They billowed all around her like black silk waves. It looked funny. "'Hm,' she said. "'Let the child who's talked too much already come forward now, "'so that I can feel her face.' I went forward just as fast as I could. The blinded lady touched my forehead. She smoothed my nose, my cheeks, my chin. "'Hm,' she said. "'And Ruthie, you say, is what you call her?' "'My father twinkled his eyes. "'We have to call her something,' he said politely. "'And is this bump on the forehead a natural one,' said the blinded lady, "'or an accidental one?' "'Both,' said my father. "'That is, it's pre-eminently natural for our daughter Ruthie "'to have an accidental bump on her forehead.' "'And there are, I infer,' said the blinded lady, "'one or two freckles on either side of the nose. "'Your estimate,' said my father, "'is conservative. "'And the hair?' said the blinded lady. It hasn't exactly the texture of gold. Penny-colored, we call it, said my mother. And not exactly a new penny at that, is it, said the blinded lady. No, said my mother, but rather jolly all the same, like a penny that's just bought two sticks of candy instead of one. And the nose turns up a little, said the blinded lady. Well, maybe just a trifle, admitted my mother. The blinded lady stroked my face all over again. "Hmm," she said well at least it's something to be thankful for that everything is perfectly normal she put her hands on my shoulders she shook me a little never never ruthie she said be so foolish as to complain because you're not pretty no ma'am i promised put all the beauty you can inside your head said the blinded lady yes'm i promised and i've just thought of another one that i know it's about you must wake and call me early call me early mother dear FOR I'M TO BE QUEEN OF THE MAY, MOTHER, I'M TO BE... FOOLISH, SAID THE BLINDED LADY. IT WASN'T SOUNDS I WAS THINKING OF THIS TIME, BUT SIGHTS. SHE PUSHED ME AWAY. SHE SIGHED AND SIGHED. IT PUFFED HER ALL OUT. OH, SHE SIGHED. OH, THREE PAIRS OF YOUNG EYES and ALL THE WORLD, WAITING TO BE LOOKED AT. SHE ROCKED HER CHAIR. SHE ROCKED IT VERY SLOWLY. IT WAS LIKE A LITTLE PAIN. "'I never saw anything after I was seventeen, she said, "'and God himself knows that I hadn't seen "'anywhere's near enough before that. "'Just the little grass road to the village now and then "'on a Saturday afternoon, "'to buy the rice and the meat and the matches and the soap. "'Just the woodlot beyond the hillside "'where the Arbutus always blossoms so early. "'Just old neighbor Nora's new patchwork quilt. "'Just a young man's face that looked in once at the window.' to ask where the trout brook was but even these pictures said the blinded lady they're fading fading sometimes i can't remember at all whether old nora's quilt was patterned in diamond shapes or squares sometimes i'm not so powerful sure whether the young man's eyes were blue or brown after all it's more than fifty years ago it's new pictures that i need now she said new pictures she took a peppermint from a box she didn't pass em. She rocked her chair, and rocked, and rocked. She smiled a little. It wasn't a real smile. It was just a smile to save her dress. It was just a little gutter to catch her tears. "'Oh, dear me! Oh, dear me! Oh, dear me!' said my mother. "'Stop your babbling,' said the blinded lady. She sniffed and sniffed. "'But I'll tell you what I'll do,' she said. THESE CHILDREN CAN COME BACK HERE NEXT SATURDAY AFTERNOON AND... WHY, THERE'S NO REASON IN THE WORLD, SAID MY MOTHER, WHY THEY SHOULDN'T COME EVERY DAY. THE BLINDED LADY STOPPED ROCKING. SHE ALMOST SCREAMED. EVERY DAY, SHE SAID. MERCY, NO. THEIR FEET ARE MUDDY, AND BESIDES, IT'S tiresome. BUT THEY CAN COME NEXT SATURDAY, I TELL YOU, AND I'LL GIVE YOU A PRIZE. YES, I'LL GIVE TWO PRIZES FOR THE TWO BEST NEW PICTURES THAT THEY BRING ME TO THINK ABOUT. "'And the first prize shall be a peacock-feather fan,' said the blinded lady. "'And the second prize shall be a choice of cats.' "'A choice of cats?' gasped my father. The blinded lady thumped her cane. She thumped it pretty hard. It made you glad your toes weren't under it. "'Now, mind you, children,' she said, "'it's got to be a new picture. It's got to be something you've seen yourself, the most beautifulest, the most darlingest thing that you've ever seen.' "'Go out in the field, I say. "'Go out in the woods. "'Go up on the mountain top and look around. "'Nobody, I tell you, can ever make another person see anything "'that he hasn't seen himself. "'Now be gone,' said the blinded lady. "'I'm all tuckered out.' "'Why, I'm sure,' said my father, "'we never would have come at all if we hadn't supposed that.' The blinded lady shook her cane right at my father. "'Don't be stuffy,' she said, "'but get out.' "'We got out.' old mary who washed and ironed and cooked for the blinded lady showed us the shortest way out the shortest way out was through the woodshed there were twenty seven little white bowls of milk on the woodshed floor there was a cat at each bowl it sounded lappy some of the cats were black some of the cats were gray some of the cats were white there was an old tortoiseshell cat he had a crumpled ear he had a great scar across his nose He had a broken leg that had mended crooked. Most of the cats were tortoiseshell and black and grey and white. It looked pretty. It looked something the way a rainbow would look if it was fur, and splashed with milk instead of water. How many quarts does it take, said my mother. Quarts, said old Mary. She sniffed. Quarts? It takes a whole Jersey cow. The blinded lady called Rosalie to come back. I went with her. I held her hand very hard for fear we would be frightened. There was a white kitten in the blinded lady's lap. It was a white angora. It wasn't any bigger than a baby rabbit. It had a blue ribbon on its neck. It looked very pure. Its face said, Ruthie, I'd like very much to be your kitten. But the blinded lady's face didn't know I was there at all. Young Lassie, said the blinded lady, what is the color of your dairy's eyes? Why, why, "'Black,' said Rosalie. "'Hm,' said the blinded lady. She began to munch a peppermint. "'Hm,' she said. She jerked her head. Her nose looked pretty sharp. "'That's right, young lassie,' she cried. "'Love early. Never mind what the old folks say. Sometimes there isn't any late. Love all you can. Love!' She stopped suddenly. She sank back in her skirts again, and rocked. Her nose didn't look sharp any more. "'Her voice was all whispers. "'Lassie,' she whispered. "'When you choose your peacock feather fan, "'choose the one on the top shelf. "'It's the best one. "'It's sandalwood. "'It's—' "'My boots made a creak. The blinded lady gave an awful jump. "'There's someone else in this room "'besides the young lassie,' she cried. "'I was frightened. "'I told a lie. "'You're entirely mistaken,' I said. "'I perked Rosalie's hand. "'We ran for our lives. "'We ran as fast as we could.' It was pretty fast. When we got out to the road, our father and mother were waiting for us. They looked pleasant. We liked their looks very much. Carol was waiting, too. He had his eyes shut. His mouth looked very surprised. "'Carol's trying to figure out how it would feel to be blind,' said my mother. "'Oh,' said Rosalie. "'Oh,' said I. Carol clapped his hands. Rosalie clapped her hands. I clapped my hands.' IT WAS WONDERFUL. WE ALL THOUGHT OF IT AT THE SAME MOMENT. WE SHUT OUR EYES PERFECTLY TIGHT, AND PLAYED WE WERE BLINDED ALL THE WAY HOME. OUR FATHER AND MOTHER HAD TO LEAD US. IT WAS PRETTY BUMPY. I PEEPED SOME. ROSALIE WALKED WITH HER HANDS STRETCHED WAY OUT IN FRONT OF HER AS THOUGH SHE WAS REACHING FOR SOMETHING. SHE LOOKED LIKE A PICTURE. IT WAS LIKE A PICTURE OF SOMETHING VERY GENTLE AND WISHFUL THAT SHE LOOKED LIKE. IT MADE ME FEEL QUEER. CAROL WALKED WITH HIS NOSE ALL PUCKERED UP AS THOUGH HE WAS AFRAID SOMETHING SMELLY WAS GOING TO HIT HIM. IT DIDN'T MAKE ME FEEL QUEER AT ALL. IT MADE ME LAUGH. IT DIDN'T MAKE MY FATHER LAUGH. NOW SEE HERE, YOU YOUNG LUNATIC, SAID MY FATHER. IF YOU THINK YOUR MOTHER AND I ARE GOING TO DRAG YOU UP THE MAIN VILLAGE STREET, ACTING LIKE THIS... WE WERE SORRY, WE EXPLAINED, BUT IT HAD TO BE. WHEN WE GOT TO THE VILLAGE STREET, WE BUMPED RIGHT INTO THE OLD DOCTOR. WE BUMPED HIM PRETTY HARD. He had to sit down. I climbed into his lap. "'Of course I don't know that it's you,' I said, but I think it is. The old doctor seemed pretty astonished. He snatched at my father and my mother. "'Great zounds, good people,' he cried. "'What fearful calamity has overtaken your offspring?' "'Absolutely nothing at all,' said my father, compared to what is going to overtake them as soon as I get them home. "'We're playing blinded,' said Rosalie we've been to see the blinded lady i explained we're going to get prizes said rosalie real prizes a peacock feather fan and the choice of cats i explained foretelling the blinded lady next saturday cried rosalie the prettiest thing that we've ever seen not just the prettiest i explained but the most preciousest so we thought we'd shut our eyes said rosalie all the way home and find out what sight it was that we missed the most "'Sunshine, I think it is,' said Rosalie. "'Sunshine and all the pretty flickering little shadows, "'and the way the slender white church spire "'flares through the poplar trees. "'Oh, I shall make up a picture about sunshine,' said Rosalie. "'Oh, shh!' said my mother. "'You mustn't tell each other what you decide. "'That would take half the fun and the surprise "'out of the competition.' "'Would it?' said Rosalie. "'Would it?' "'She turned to the old doctor.' she slipped into the curve of his arm the curve of his arm seemed to be all ready for her she reached up and patted his face you old darling she said in all the world what is the most beautifulest sight that you have ever seen the old doctor gave an awful swallow youth he said oh youth fiddlestick said my father however would one make a picture of that all arms and legs and wild ideas Believe me that if I ever once get these wild ideas and legs and arms home today, there will be... We never heard what there would be, because we bumped into the storekeeping man instead and had to tell him all about it. Nobody kissed the storekeeping man. He smelt of mice and crackers. We talked to him just as we would have talked to sugar or potatoes. Mr. Storekeeping Man, we said, you are very wise. You have a store and a wagon and a big iron safe, and fly-papers besides, in all the world what is the most beautifulest thing that you have ever seen. The store-keeping man didn't have to worry about it at all. He never even swallowed. The instant he crossed his hands on his white linen stomach he knew. "'My bank-book,' he said. My father laughed. "'Now, you naughty children,' said my father, "'I trust you'll be satisfied to proceed home with your eyes open.' But my mother said no matter how naughty we were, we couldn't go home without buying popcorn at the popcorn stand. So we had to tell the popcorn man all about it, too. The popcorn man was very little. He looked like a pirate. He had black eyes. He had gold rings through his ears. We loved him a good deal. In all the world, we asked the popcorn man, what is the most beautifulest sight that you have ever seen? It took the popcorn man an awful long time to think. It took him so long that while he was thinking, he filled our paper bags till they busted. It was a nice bustedness. End of section 5